Welcome to the Travel the World podcast with Pearl and Earth. Tune in for the latest travel tips, interviews, and inspiring stories that will give you everything you need to know to travel the world, chase the adventure, and live your dream lifestyle today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Travel the World podcast. Now, in this episode, I interview Gretel. Now, Gretel is a YouTube star, and in this episode, I interview her about how she became a YouTube star, how she became a travel blogger, and how she got into this industry. So if the lifestyle of getting paid to travel around and writing reviews for destinations and hotels sounds appealing to you, then definitely listen up to this episode because Gretel is a great example of how you stair-step your way into having that type of lifestyle through travel blogging and through putting videos on YouTube. So without further ado, enjoy this episode. And as usual, all of the links for me and Gretel will be in the show notes. Hi guys. Today we are joined by Gretel, who is a world traveler from Amsterdam, who travels around the world and shares her adventures on YouTube. So thank you very much for joining us today, Gretel. Thank you for having me. Um, could you give us a quick background about yourself and how you came to start your traveling YouTube channel? Um, yeah, I am originally from the south of the Netherlands and when I was 18 I went to theater academy. So I've done four years of that and I'm officially a theater director now. And then I worked a few years as a theater director mainly with youngsters and location theater. And then I thought, oh man, I want to do more with video, you know, more with editing, filming, uh, hosting. So when we went to the Philippines, I started to make my own videos for YouTube and that worked out pretty well. So I just stick to it and keep on doing it. Okay, cool, cool. And what brought you into uh, wanting to get into film and editing and, and things like that? What was the main draw that initially brought you into that field? Well, it, it was already there when I was very, very young. And as a kid, I watched television a lot. That was the main thing that I did. I was always in front of the television and I always wanted to be either an actor or a host. Um, so I, I, either way, I had to go to Theatre Academy. And then in Theatre Academy, they accepted me as a director. So in the beginning, I was, I have to say, honestly, I was a little bit disappointed. Like, oh, now I cannot be an actor. But when I finished it, I thought, wow, it's okay because I can do whatever I want. And then first I did my directing work. I mean, I studied for that, but I was invited then to do uh, one hosting thing. It was really cool, actually. It was in a big truck and they showed movies to youngsters and the truck went from school to school in the entire Netherlands. And I could host a little video and just... Like being on set, being with the, the crew, the camera guys, the director. I loved it so much. And then I thought, oh, man, I should not let go of this dream. And if I want it, I should do it now. So that's like maybe one, one year ago that I thought, okay, I just have to switch it. I stopped theater and I'm going to do more with, with video. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've done the same thing. and. Mm -hmm. And just um, YouTube's amazing because it's yeah. so quick to get it from, you know, you're, you're editing your video and you're getting it right and then bang, it's published to the world. 
type thing. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great um, tool for, you know, video makers and people who want to, you know, share their life or share their adventures or their stories or their travels. What got you into uh, traveling and then filming your adventures traveling and, and putting that into, into video? Well, my original traveling started, uh, I'm, I'm an only child and my parents are not able to travel a lot. So when we were, when I was a kid, we just went like to Belgium or to Germany and uh, that was it. So I had not seen like, like much of the world. And then when I was in theater academy, um, I wanted to make a movie also. It's funny. I think about it. No. Yeah. It was a movie. It was not even a travel movie, but it was an artistic movie. Um, with my best friend and we wanted to make it uh, alongside the rivers in Europe but we didn't have any money because we were students to to travel anywhere so then he said why aren't we going hitchhiking and I liked that idea so we went hitchhiking and we went through basically entire Europe we went to Vienna we went to Athens uh, Croatia uh, Montenegro like everywhere mm. And there I realized, like, wow, there's so many things in this world I have not seen yet. And that's where my travel vibe kind of started. And then I did some travels, like, on my own and with my boyfriend now. And then in February, when we went to the Philippines, then I really started to, the recording. Because then I thought, okay, I should combine my love for video making with my love for traveling. Because I was thinking the other way around. I was thinking like, I want to make video. Where should I, what, what, what should I do? And then I thought, well, the other big love that I have is traveling. So if I could combine them, and my ultimate dream was to ever be a host of a travel program. Yeah. And then, well, as you said, with YouTube, it's all possible. You know, you can do it. You can make it. You can upload it and people can see it. So I thought, why should I wait for someone to invite me to be the host of a television show? Why shouldn't I make my own show? It's even cooler because I can decide what we're doing. And it's, <laughs> it's a really good point that you brought up where you had this love for video and for making movies and then you had this love for travel and yeah. you figured out how you could combine them to do them both you know, at the same time. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people that I talk to that do love travel and they're like, oh, you know, I need money to go travel. So they're like, how, you know, how can I get a job, um, you know, that can pay me lots of money so then I can go traveling with that money? And I'm mm -hmm. like, these days you can really combine, you know, the yeah. job that you like to do and travel. So there's so many options for doing work online or doing work away from the office and reporting yeah. and, you know, internet's just becoming so widespread over the globe. So you can really you know, be anywhere and still have, you know, internet access and Wi-Fi access um, to be able to, you know, still get work done and report back and make a living uh, online. It's great, the opportunity now. And so uh, it'll be exciting to see, you know, how it goes in the near future with more people being able to live in other countries easier and travel easier and work online easier. And uh, traveling long term will be a lot more accessible than I yeah. think it might have been in the past. Yeah. Yeah. And I also believe that, and I hope I can explain it correct in English, it's not only about money anymore, that we are realizing that money mm -hmm. is just a state between two things. 
Like I can do work for you and you can give me money. Or what I do right now is I get a lot of press trips. And then, I mean, that doesn't pay my rent, but it gives me a whole trip that otherwise I would have paid like at least 2,000 euros for. Yeah. So it gives me value. And I give video back, so I give value back. And then in the meantime, if I'm traveling one week, I've got three weeks at home to do something, uh, you know, to, to pay my rent. But I don't need to make that 2,000 euros then for that one week of traveling. Mm. And I have the feeling, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly, but I have the feeling more people realize that too, that you can exchange values instead of only how do I get money because then I can spend it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very important distinction. I think in the past it used to be you had to have the money and had to buy it from established companies to be able yeah. to get that, uh, you know, that, that thing or that product or whatever. But now you've got things like, you know, there's heaps of crowdsourcing going on and you can talk directly with so, different people and yeah. there's, you know, couchsurfing and Airbnb and, um, you know, lots of different opportunities that the internet provides. So instead of just mm -hmm. having, you know, whatever the travel agent says you have to do, you can yeah. go online and search and, you know, find your own path. And, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and you can do it a lot cheaper for one. And you can also exchange things that isn't money. So you can exchange, yeah. you know, time for accommodation or you can help out yeah. at different things or you can get jobs, which, you know, just by chatting with different people in different areas, uh, where before mm -hmm. it would have been, you know, very hard to do that. Definitely a good time to be out and be traveling. And we're, yeah. I feel like we're at the sort of the forefront of this new work travel, um, mm. you know, sort of career type type path that, that people can go on because it's technology is finally there. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I even have the feeling that the generation that's slightly under us, Mm -hmm. Like the people that are 16 till 17 now because they have YouTube already when they are in high school. Yeah. They really can do whatever they want because they can learn whatever they want. We, we were still like, we had a teacher that told us things and it was harder to get information on your own. If you wanted to learn how to do photography, you had to do like a photography class or your dad was a photographer, things like that. But now whatever you want, you can find tutor tutorials on YouTube and learn yourself the world, like 15-year-old people that know how to, you know, make a website and things like that, like not with WordPress, but from scratch. Mm. Like, dude, that's really amazing, actually. So I have the feeling that even that generation has even more of an advantage. So uh, what does a day in the life look like for you at the moment with, you know, your traveling and your work and, you know, what, is it, what does it sort of look and feel like? Yeah, it's a good question because it's really like, it's so different. It's really like one day is totally not like another. Because when I'm on a press trip, then it's really like waking up at six in the morning, uh, make sure all my cameras are, you know, uh, with the batteries in and everything, doing some breakfast with the group because mostly it's in a group. I had some individual um, individual press trips too, but... And then, you know, like driving anywhere, uh, filming the whole day. People sometimes still say when I'm going for travel, like, oh, have a great holiday. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's, it is great what I'm doing. It's not that I want to say it's not great, but it's not a holiday. Yeah. Because especially for making film, you know that too. When you blog, 
and when you write, if I say it like flat, you need maybe uh, four good pictures for an article and your experience. And if you missed out on something, some information or whatever, you just look it up on Google and you're like, oh, okay, it's so many million people in that city and then you write it down. Mm. For video, if I don't have a shot, if I don't have an overview of the city, I cannot use it. I cannot, you know, in the editing room think, oh, I need an overview shot. Yeah, okay, I should have it. And because I'm not sure exactly what I want to tell because I'm not sure exactly what will happen, I just need every shot. So white, uh, close-up, people, landscapes, buildings, everything. So I'm just filming, 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 filming like crazy. And till now, I don't know how that happened, but all my press trips were extremely hot. Really, yeah. we went to Thailand first. Yeah. And then when you, when you are going on a press trip, for the people that are not going that much on press trips, mostly it's a little bit out of the season because they want you just before high season starts because they want people to come in high season. Yeah. So sometimes it's a bit rainy or there's always a reason why it's not high season. But for me now, it was just like insanely hot. First in Thailand, then in Switzerland, there was one week in Europe where everything was too hot. And that was the week we were in Switzerland. So that was too hot. Then we were in Jordan, it was really hot. And now we were in the Gambia and that was even like, oh man, that was Hotter than hot, it was like water just streaming down your face. Mm. And then you're walking in a village and you think, oh, I need that shot. And if I'm not running for it, I will miss it. Yeah. So you're just, you know, water everywhere. And then you just run for your shot. <laughs> so at the end of the day, at like eight o'clock, when we are the evening with dinner, I am, I'm tired. That's one thing I've definitely uh, noticed. And I definitely tell people when they say, you know, um, you know, what's it like, you know, putting stuff on YouTube and, and, you know, being in the travel industry and stuff. And I'm like, it's a lot of work. Like it's you, work, you yeah. need to know that before you get in. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of like, you know, you, you see this, you know, finely tuned three to four minute video and you're like, yeah. oh, that's cool. I could do that. But the amount of work to get all of those shots and then just to edit and find which ones you want to do and then, you know, and you're always thinking about what shot and what angle and, you know, and yeah. things like that. And, you know, and it's always a lot of this industry is just job to job type thing. So it's yeah. it's not a, you know, consistent income, um, yeah. you know, from other things. So you've got to be aware of that as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, you've got to be able to learn how to manage you yeah. know, your time and your money knowing that, you know, it might not be consistent. Um, and, you know, and it takes a long time to even get yeah. to the point where you can start getting paid um, to travel around to make videos. And so, yeah, that's, that's definitely one thing I, I, I make sure mm. to tell people when they're asking me, yeah. you know, yeah. how to do that. Yeah. Well, at some point it's actually great because when people tell us like, wow, I want your job because you're full time on holiday, we actually did a good job because then the video looks like... Mm you have a great holiday there and that's what we want our videos to look like like we had a great time and everything but you know all the behind the scenes things it's great you don't see it in a video but as soon as you want to do something like it you should be as you say you should be really aware of it yeah because what i just told you that's that's only you know that that's only the day of the traveling yeah. that doesn't make a movie yet because 
I'm not going to edit like eight in the afternoon if we have to start at six in the morning again. Mm. So when I get home with all my materials, then I have, yeah, maybe two thirds of the time for videos really than the editing because I have to find my good shots. I have to make, you know, the general story. Then I have to, to put my voice over uh, under it. Yeah. Um, I have to find my music. That's really so time-consuming to find the right music because you want music that It's really headache. And every YouTuber, everyone making videos I talk to says, oh, my God, that music. And that's really the main thing when I start editing a video. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking forward to it, but the part of the music, I'm like, oh, shoot me. And the, the thing is, you cannot just grab any song you want and put it on your video. If you want to do it a little bit decent, you need a Creative Commons song, something you can use, you're allowed to use, and then find the right song for the right moment. Yeah. So that, that actually does make me very happy. If people put under my video, like, wow, you did such a great job on the music. I love the music. Yeah. I'm like, Thank you, guys. Thank you. I worked so hard. Thank you. Yeah. It takes forever. Thanks, like Josh Woodward and, and people like that who make their music available. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, people always ask, yeah, like, you know, when I tell them about um, different jobs and stuff, they say, oh, how can I do that as well? So could you go over a little bit about um, the process you took from getting from just starting traveling and just starting to film your travels and share them on YouTube to being able to make a living or being able to get free trips and things mm. so you can travel as well like what that yeah. that process was yeah well actually i i just started like half a year ago so yeah. i am really fresh and i'm really surprised how soon it already went up because in mm-hmm. the first half year i did four press trips so i was yeah. like wow that's that that was actually surprising for me because i was not expecting that um but yeah if if i if i name it step by step last august i quit uh, theater I worked as a freelancer and then I decided to live off my savings for a year. Mm-hmm. And what I do sometimes at home to pay my rent is voice acting. And I know that's not for everyone, but if you're able to do it, do it because it makes amazingly great money for really less work. But I have a, really an advantage because I did theater academy. So I learned how to change and, and tweak my voice, how to talk without an accent and stuff like that. Maybe I don't, you don't hear it in English, but in Dutch I really can speak without an accent. Um, so that's what I sometimes do. And for the press trip part, um, I would say a, a few things are important. First of all, yeah, it does matter how many followers and views you have because you can be the, the best person in the world making great videos or whatever, but if, if really no one is watching it, then a country doesn't, doesn't care for it. Like Thailand will, you know, they want to see people what great stuff they have. Mm. Um, But on the other hand, don't think that you need millions of views. That's also not the case. But you need to be somewhere in the middle. But you can always start asking and start connecting with people because I think that's the most important part. For me, I don't know how it's with you, but people are not just seeing my YouTube channel and then contacting me like, hey, do you want to come to Jordan? It has always been that I know people personally 
because I met them, because I know them through groups on Facebook or um, on websites. I, I, till now, I always have seen them like face-to-face -face before I got a press trip from someone. Gotcha. Because it's, yeah, because there are, for video, it's less actually. Blogs, there are many, many blogs. I think if you're doing video, thumbs up because uh, there are not many people doing it. So the chance of you like getting a press trip are higher because everyone wants video and not many people are offering it. And as I said, I had it within the first half year. So it's not like yeah. happening within five years or something. Yeah, this, it's, it's really important to have you know, that sort of entrepreneurial mindset mm. when you you know you've got sort of a vision for the lifestyle you want to be living or how you want to um you know have your your work and your travel together or you know whatever love you have and you know your mm. work and how you can combine them uh to create an income and then you can like you can do searching online you can ask different people and you know you should go out and talk to different people that are doing similar things and say you know oh, i could help you this way and I could help you that way and if you're doing mm -hmm. YouTube you know it's really important mm -hmm. to have those people skills and to have that mindset of figuring out what you can offer with the skills that you have and who yeah. would you know want to have those you know those skills like being promoted or things like that and so mm -hmm. um, you know and you only sort of get that by being out and you know and, and doing it type thing and so yeah. I always recommend people going traveling, um, you know, as soon as possible. And because some people, um, you know, there's still this big sort of mindset, which is, you know, I need to go to school and get a really good mark and a really good degree to be yeah. able to get a secure job. And th this is more my opinion, but I'm thinking like so many layoffs these days, a secure job, that isn't secure anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so much competition for that high-paying job with the degree. Um, and there's such a big opening in this new market of being able to do stuff online. But you need to go out there and, you know, make different mistakes and find different people and learn as you go. And then yeah. you'll get those skills which are highly valued and highly paid for uh, in the future. If someone wanted to go out traveling and, like, they're, they're not that interested in, you know, being a YouTuber, but they just really want to go out traveling, but they might be a bit afraid of, you know, what to expect or they don't, usually they don't have anyone to go with. So they're like, oh, I'm going to be by myself, you know, and they're worried about sometimes about different dangers or sometimes about just being alone, and being lonely on the road. Um, could you talk about your experience of traveling and then, you know, how that sort of changed from like when you first thought, oh, I could go traveling, but maybe I've got some fears and then when you actually went traveling and you're like, wow, this is, this is what it's like. Just yeah. talk to that a little bit. Well, I must say, like, what I told before about hitchhiking where we started traveling, mm -hmm. the first time we went to do that, I was so afraid, really. I was, I was not nice. I was cranky like three days before, 24-7, yeah. just snapped easily. And then my friend said, like, okay, we don't have to go, you know. We do this because we think it's fun. And I said, well, I do think it's fun, but I'm just, you know, scared as hell. Because hitchhiking, people say it's dangerous, it's scary. We don't know how, who, who we are going to meet, how they are going to react to us. 
But in the end, when we came home, it was like totally happy, freedom feeling. And I think, I, I sometimes have the feeling, I don't know if you did some bungee jumping. No, I've never done that. I've been skydiving. Yeah. Yeah, I had. Oh, okay. Maybe it's the same feeling. I've been doing bungee jumping and your whole body is like, you're going to kill me. <laughs> if you throw me off of such a high place, you're going to kill me. Don't do that. Yeah. And your mind is like, no, I know that if I do it, it's going to be fun. And that feeling have with traveling too. And the thing is, you should just do it. How scared you are, how much you're crying, just, you know, push yourself over. And as soon as you're over that point, I have the feeling as soon as you're in the country, as soon as you're sleeping in your first hostel, most of the time it's just gone because there was a, a reason why you wanted to travel. And most of the time that reason then takes over from your fear because the fear mostly comes from I don't know it, I don't know the place, I don't know the people, I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe you're afraid you will be alone, but while traveling I can tell you in front you will not be alone. Yeah. If you enter a hotel or a hostel and you're just sitting there and you put on your friendly face and you wait for 10 minutes, people come, you will meet people and the nice people you will stay together with and the not so nice people you will say, okay, bye bye. Yeah, yeah. Because it's traveling, it's really easy. It's actually more easy than normal life. Yeah, that's, that's some great advice. Like I always tell people to book a flight because you know, if you book a flight, then you'll be you, you've got a date and you're like oh wow I'm going yeah. over there I'm going to Thailand in a month or two months now I need to you know save every cent I can because it's mm -hmm. going to be you know it's going to go a long way in Thailand and you know I need to get myself together and it just sort of gets you motivated and then once you get over there then you're there so you've, you have to figure it out like yeah. you know you're not yes. going to like no one's going to book accommodation for you and no one's going to take you to the restaurant you've got to do it yourself and so mm -hmm you sort of get thrown in the deep end and you figure it all out as you go. And, you know, and it can be a little bit confronting or scary at times, but everyone, especially, you know, if you're staying in hostels or you're around other travelers, they're so friendly and welcoming and, you know, they're used to people like not knowing different things or not knowing the language or where to go. So everyone's usually willing to help you. And yeah, it, and everyone's usually there to holiday as well. So, yeah. you know, they're in a happy mood and you know happy time they want to meet new people and have fun i would advise really to travel by yourself because mm. when you are together you 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 you're still like a, a duo so you in a way you close up to other people people don't come to you as easily as when you are alone mm. so my my first really alone travel was to to myanmar and i did some voluntary work there uh, I'm a theater director, so I directed a play for nice. two weeks at the university with 50 Burmese, like 20-something people just standing in front of me or watching me like, oh, what should we do? <laughs> so that was, it was really cool. And then I realized also I could have never done it if we were with the two, you know? Yeah. It's just because I'm here alone, I'm open to people that I can really like connect to the place and to the people. That feeling I have when you travel alone, it's the, 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 the best way to connect. If you really, really, really want to see a country, yeah, then I think you should go by yourself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite ways to travel is by myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I've also noticed, one, it 
you know, if you have someone, if you're traveling with someone, it's harder to, you know, talk to other people because you've got someone there to talk to. Um, and so when you're by yourself, you need to push yourself to talk to people. But also, yeah. you're more easily talked to when you're by mm. yourself. Yeah. Because they, they might think, you know, if you're with someone, they might think, oh, I don't want to interrupt them or, you know, they're, they're a couple, I don't want to, you know, get in their space. But if you're just by yourself, they're like, oh, hey, what are you up to? You know, we're going to a bar. Do you want to join us? And then you're like, oh, sweet, thanks. And then you make new friends and, and you yeah. go from there. So, yeah, yes. it's, it's definitely good. So yeah. what are some of the most positive aspects that you've gotten from travel um, now that you've been traveling for a couple of years? Um, well, the main thing I get from it now is when I watch uh, the news or when I look at the media, um, I have the feeling and it's personal that they are trying to tell me that there are a lot of bad people out there. Yeah. And probably there are, but it, it's really easy to get the feeling like, oh my God, that world there is scary. A lot of people want to do shit like attacks, attack each other, want to attack me, whatever. And when you go out traveling, the big surprise, or maybe not, is 95% of the people are good people. You know, they're, they're friendly, they're nice, they want to talk to you. Yeah, sometimes they want some money from you, but can you blame them? Like, if you live in a poor country and someone has the ability to pay a flight ticket to come to your country, to stay in a really fancy hotel and drink, like, smoothies there, can you blame them for asking you for a dollar? But that, that you know, that doesn't make them bad people. There are almost only like friendly people out there so that that's what it what it gives to me i travel mostly for the people more than for buildings or beautiful views it's very much about self-discovery uh, when you travel because you see all of these different mm. points of views and different ways that people are living their lives and yeah. it's not wrong or right it's just different from how you mm. live your life and so like I remember when I was growing up and I hadn't traveled, I had an image of the world and I thought that that's how it was and I thought that that's yeah. how it was everywhere. And mm. then when I went traveling, I saw that it was very different in different parts of the world and it still mm. worked you know, great. Like everyone was still happy and going about their business. And there was countries which I thought were dangerous because I had heard about them on the news and I yeah. get there and it's fine and it's, you know, it's some of yeah. the best times. Like I remember Guatemala was, mm. you know, one of my most favorite countries that I went to yeah. and, you know, and I've, I've heard terrible things about it and maybe there was terrible things, you know, in certain parts of the country or in the past, but my experience was very positive and yeah. I wouldn't have had that experience if I hadn't traveled to that country and seen it for myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's it, there's so much benefit to travel. I, I I can't recommend it enough to anyone who's watching this and they're unsure about whether they should travel or not. Yeah, well, that's the thing that you're saying there because I think um, the, the 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 scary things like we get we don't notice it, but we get a lot of negative things from 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 the news about countries, and we used to think. Or we, we, we mostly are thinking that it's bigger than it actually is. Like what you said, mm. now people get kidnapped in the Philippines, which is like scary for me too. Um, but it's 
the entire Philippines is a really big country. Yeah. You know, it's not like if something is happening in one really small part that all of a sudden the entire country is like off limits and you can't go there anymore. And that's what I noticed many times, that if one thing happens in one country, you think it affects all, a huge area. Cool. So lastly, people always ask, what's your favorite country and why is that so? Yes. So, Gretel, what is your favorite country and maybe why is, you know, what's a really fond memory you have from that country? Yeah, that's a hard question because my heart is like divided between some countries. Uh, if you ask me within Europe, I love Switzerland okay. a lot. But that's, if you talk about traveling and holiday, if I go on holiday, I go to Switzerland because, you know, that's the best place to get total new energy, relax, being in the nature. It's amazing. It's really amazing. Uh, I fell in love with Myanmar. As a lot of other people, I know that, but I went there two times. I just love the people there. They're really friendly and open, and I have the feeling happy to be connected to the world again, more and more. And one of my best travel memories is actually from there, because we went to the south, to Pa'an, which is a really small village. Mm -hmm. What I like about Pa'an is everyone you ask who went there, or at least... For me till now um, you say did, did you like Pa'an yeah I loved it a lot it was one of the best places of my trip and then you ask why and then they're like no there's nothing special there <laughs> yeah I don't know it's just you know everyone has a great story of meeting someone doing something that was fun with them so I like that you cannot put it in Lonely Planet like go to Pa'an you have a great time we don't know why but yeah. it's just really I like that um, but we were there and we, we, we met a monk and then he invited us to his monastery the next day. So we went on a scooter, couldn't find it. So it took us hours and then we finally found the monastery where we had to go. And then it happened to be, we didn't know that, that it was the last celebration day of the um, birthday of the upper monk. Wow. So there were all monks, like really from big to small, really in a line. From smaller, 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 really long lines. And they were eating together and they were praying. And there were the women monks and the men monks and classes of monks. And wow. we were just walking there as the only, you know, foreigners. Like, how did we end up here? What are we doing there? And uh, I always bring my Polaroid camera. Because uh -huh. I like to meet people and I like to not just take a picture, but also give a picture back. So... At some point, we met a class of small monks, mm -hmm. and I just, oh, it's so cute. So I, I wanted to give them a Polaroid as a class picture. Yeah. So they were all standing in lines, and I really felt like when I was young, when I was in primary school, and the school photographer came and, you know, took the picture. Yeah. It was really like that moment. So I gave them the picture, and they put it in their classroom yeah. of, of all of them. It was really cool. And I have to say, I, because the, the third, last country in my heart is really the Philippines. Oh. I love it too. It's where we started our, our vlog. And mm. I loved it. We went to some really small places where almost no one goes. And there it's also really great to talk to people, to interact. People are really friendly. And also I notice, because mostly when you travel to a country and you leave it, then the country is kind of gone. Yeah. But for my Philippine movies, there are so many people 
that are either loving the Philippines or coming from the Philippines that get connected through the movies oh. and, you know, start to talk to you, ask questions, tell you more, give you advice on where to go if you go back. So I really like that too. So that's, that's what I really love about the Philippines, about the people and how they care about, you know, getting in touch. Well, thank you, Gretel, so much for spending the time to uh, talk to us today and share all of your wonderful advice. Um, yes. If people want to get in contact with you or watch some of your content, where's the best place to find that information? Well, you can always find me on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, which is Travel Gretel. Um, and do you write it down or should I like spell it out? Um, yep, I'll put all of the links uh, for me and Gretel underneath this video. Yeah, so there. Links down below, people. Travel Gretel. You can also find me on travelgretel.com and you can always email me at travelgretel at gmail.com. I thought I'd keep it easy. I just keep everything. <laughs> Travel Gretel. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And if anyone wants to see some of my content or get in touch with me, I'm on YouTube and all of the social media under Perlin's Adventure Blog. So you can find all of those links for me and Gretel underneath this video. Check it out too. Check it out too. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I hope to uh, meet you in person sometime. Yeah, I hope so too. I would love to come to Australia. Thank you everyone and thanks for watching. Till next time, bye-bye.